Welcome to the Level Up Your Life podcast with Erica Dale, where you will get real and relevant information to help you grow your network marketing business and level up your life. Hey, hey, Level Up listeners, happy Monday. So we, uh, I've got a little special guest here. <laughs> He's kind of my favorite. Um, but I wanted to, actually, I want to have Jesse, my husband. So for those of you guys that don't know Jesse, uh, he and I, we've been married for four and a half years, together for wow. seven and a half years. Um, and when I got into the network marketing space back in 2015, he wasn't really on board. And it wasn't that he didn't support me or believe in me. I think that's what actually turned the corner and allowed you to get a, get a little bit on board with it. It was he didn't understand the, the marketing, the industry of network marketing. He didn't know anyone personally that had ever had true success in it. And so, and also he was a traditional brick and mortar um, gym owner and had invested hundreds of thousands of dollars, like put everything on the line to start a business. And so for him, the idea of something with such a low startup just didn't make a lot of sense. But I wanted to have him come on here and just kind of share some of that um, with you guys, because I know a lot of you may be dealing with an unsupportive spouse or someone in your life that you feel like should be giving you that that support and they're just not and that can it can hinder you it can hinder your success and so i wanted to get hit kind of the view from the prior (laughs) unsupportive style so just yeah no absolutely and uh I would love to, I don't know if there's a forum or a venue for this, but I would love to talk to spouses who were at where I was because mm-hmm. I was pretty convicted. Being a, gym, a brick and mortar gym owner, you're pitched a lot of business opportunities and most of them are multi-level marketing. For yeah. whatever reason, people are, uh, who do MLM, they're always trying to get into the gyms. <laughs> and probably because it's like health and wellness space. And I just, uh, you know, I, I would always be like, well, if it's so great, like, show me the money. You know what I mean? Show me, like, what you're making. And nobody could ever, they would always be like, well, I'll introduce you to someone. And I'm like, my experience was no one was making any real money with this. Yeah. You know, and then, you know, when you're around other gym owners who are also getting pitched, you just tend to d- develop negativity because you don't understand the model. I didn't understand a thing about it. But like you mentioned, to own these gyms, I had to put everything on the line. I mean, our, our uh, monthly uh, expenses were 18000 Yeah, $18,000 <laughs> for a little 4,500 square foot Anytime Fitness. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Absurd. when people, it almost just, again, it sounded like a scam. Like you're saying I can buy in to this MLM for 1200 bucks and become a millionaire? There's no way. It's just, it's, it just, it, it can't work. Right. So when you got in, the product was, was bar, bar none, one of the best products I've ever seen. So I'm like, cool, you know, but as far as the business goes, you know, kind of like whatever. Yeah. You know, I, like you said, I supported you. I just didn't have an understanding or, or respect, and I had too big an ego to even want to learn about the business model. Yeah, and I think it's funny you mentioned gym owners. You know, with us being former gym owners, I get a lot of people in my company, and well, how do I approach this guy? And I'm like, the, the gym owner, you know, I, I know this gym owner. How do I approach him? You were a gym owner. What would it, what would you want someone to say to you? And I say, do you have a friendship with them? And they'll be like, no, not really. I'm like, then don't, yeah. because it's it's just a tough avenue. It's a tough nut to crack, but it's not impossible. Clearly, 
Um, but like you said, they're getting pitched on a lot, a lot, a lot of things. And so it's really about building that relationship with them to get them to trust you to say, well, tell me more about this. Right. And what, what I would say is when you're pitching your spouse, you know, who may be giving you some pushback, for me, what, what do I call it? The four P's or yeah. whatever. First off, talk about your excitement for the product. Yeah. Okay. Whether whatever MLM it is, whether it's leggings or you obviously have an excitement for their product. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, you Eric, hope. yeah, you didn't know much about the product. You just knew it was geeky and it helped human beings. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But so Eric led with the product, and I was all about the product. And then, then really, at reality, I I really wanted his sign off on the product because right. I didn't truly understand how good it was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So talk about your excitement for the product. Um, a lot of MLMs, when they're pitched, just like any business opportunity, it's not just MLM, but they, they're typically leading with profit. Yeah. You know, and with your company, you led with profit, but I already filtered that out. I'm like, no, no one's making money at these things. Right. But your excitement for the product and then the people. So if you're getting prospected for an MLM right now, it's, you're probably in an amazing culture. Um, you're meeting people. They're, they're having events, you know, trainings. You cannot put a price tag on the, the people that no. uh, that Eric has met in her company, the personal growth, the personal development. I would walk by and, and she would have, like, literally, I think Tony Robbins was on the Zoom once. I mean, we're talking heavy, heavy hitters. Yeah. So immediately she started, like, growing as a human being. She's plugging into these things. And I'm like, what is going on? This is like a, a real life business. You yeah. know, you're, you're doing trainings and events and corporate events and, and all kinds of things. So... Yes. Yeah, so then there was, you know, that, the people. And then, yeah, the the perks. You know, you guys, you did several incentive trips. So I'm literally watching this right in front of me. And then finally, the, the pay was there. Right. The profit was there. Right. You know what I mean? It's kind of like Jerry Maguire. Show me the money. <laughs> I literally watched you go from buying into this company for, you know, such a low buy-in. Right. You know, very low buy-in. To literally making 10 times your invest, your buy-in a month. Yes. It's just absolutely incredible. Well, Absolutely incredible. And I think uh, you taught me that, you know, to, to if you have an unsupportive spouse or someone that's just not quite getting it, quit leading with what you don't have yet. Right. Right. Because I think right. that's often what we, we do. Two things on this. One, we lead like, well, I'm going to make a lot of money. I'm going to be this. I'm going to. And then it's not happening and it's not happening right. and it's not happening. And the spouse becomes more and more negative because you're telling them this is why you're doing it. And that, that will be eventually, you can get there. But instead, like he said, lead with something they can understand. Like, I really love the people. I really love my team calls every Monday night. I feel like I just, I walk away inspired and lead with things like that right. other than I'm going to be a millionaire. Right. And the other option on the flip side of that is show them the money. Right. If you're in a business and you're not making money, your spouse is unsupportive because they care about you. They don't want to see you fail. They don't want to see you get hurt. And you're you're telling them things that aren't happening. And so now they're like, okay, well, it's not working. It's not working. It's not working. So flip that script or go crazy in your business and go start making money. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I have a close friend who was more anti-MLM than me. <laughs> And he, he didn't care about none of the other stuff, product, you know, people, culture, all he all he wanted to do is to look at business models and, and cash money. And he's a believer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just absolutely incredible. How can you not be what I've seen that happen right in front of my face? Right. You and just, I, mean? I think, again, knowing that it's not an overnight, it can be for some. Right. But it takes, it's really about what you've done in your life. Like what, what you've built 
before getting into your network marketing company. And that's why you see some people go really, really fast and you see others not so fast because those people that go really, really fast, we've never, we don't know what happened behind the scenes, right? They built a network of some sort, they've built rapport, they've built trust, they've built influence where that when they turned on their I'm open sign, people were like, okay, yeah, I trust you. Yeah, I'll buy from you. Yeah, I'll join you. But not everyone has that, which I mean, it took me six years in the industry to become a six-figure earner. I was never a six-figure earner in my first company. And then I had to overcome some other obstacles Close. coming to a second company. Um, and so it's just about that that time. But tell me what kind of for you was that pivotal moment of, okay, no, this is something. I would say the being around the culture, the personal development, and then obviously the, the it's a business. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That you you make a, you make six figures you literally from wherever you want. You can work from your phone wherever you're at. You work the system. So for me, the big thing is you know it's not MLM model versus brick and mortar. There's just business. When you're a brick and mortar business owner, you're forced to work that. You can't just be like oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit. Yeah. You know, I'm just gonna just I'm just gonna like show up to my Starbucks tomorrow or, or whatever it is, you know, whatever franchise you own. And with MLM, it is very easy to quit. Yeah. And I think that's why it gets a bad name because people don't get into it maybe for the right reasons, or they don't go as fast as they, they thought they should. Look, in a tr- typical business, you're gonna be in the red for three to five years. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And that wasn't an option for me when I opened the gym. So I, I did some things to make sure that that wasn't the case. Well, you like, turned it up. You yeah, said, no, yeah. that's not that's not my my path. Right. And you guys can do the same thing. Um, it isn't something like 80% of small businesses fail in yeah. the first five years. Right. right. But if you're treating your MLM, your network marketing, like a hobby, you're not consistent. You're not showing up daily. You're not following the system. You're not open for business. We've talked about this on past, past podcasts. You don't have a business. Right. And it's not going to pay you like a business if you're not treating it like right. a business. But yeah, so when, when those checks started to come in and the fulfillment that you were getting, I mean, that's when we closed the gyms. I mean, yeah. I didn't just say like, okay, I'm sold on this. I'm like all in on it now. You know? we, we burned the bridges, right? Or burned the ship. Burn the ships? Yeah. Burn the ships. Yeah, yeah. burn the ships. Um, what would you say, so if someone is listening and they have, you know, that unsupportive spouse, uh, maybe, you know, I, I don't refer to Jesse as an unsupportive spouse. He was supportive in that he said, you do your thing. Yeah. We weren't married. We were just dating. So it was my investment. It was my time. Um, but you you were skeptical. So what would you say to someone who's listening who's, they really want to do this. They want to make it work. But they've got that unsupportive or that skeptical spouse in their ear and it is hindering them. Mm-hmm. So I would ask, I would just say to the skeptical spouse, what evidence do you need to see for this to put your mind at ease? That's what I, and for me, it was a paycheck. It's just the people that had pitched me never were able to show that, right. which is funny because now like we're, we're around all these millionaires that you know, could easily do that. You can just but, call them right now, yeah, you have their numbers. But the two or three times that I was pitched, they couldn't do that. Right. So ask, ask your spouse, be like, hey, what evidence do you need for me to present or for this uh, opportunity to present itself to you, for you to be a little bit more supportive in this. Yeah. I mean, it's going to make money. Yeah. <laughs> Unless right. you're completely not treating it like a business at all, there's very low risk. So I, I don't know why anyone wouldn't be uh, be supportive of it. Yeah, I like that. And one thing we talked about was like a time frame. Like, hey, can you give me 
six months? Can you give me a year? And guys, don't don't be silly and say, give me 30 days. I'm going to show you because it may take right. you more than 30 days. Right. If it, it, I mean, it took me three and a half years of my current company to, to become a six figure earner. That's slower than some. It's faster than than a lot because and most won't ever even get there. But if I would have said to Jesse, like, give me 60 days, I'm going to make six figures. Right. That probably wasn't possible for me in the network that I had underneath me. So make sure you're you're setting it as realistic, you know. Um, but I think the first thing to focus on is let me get in profit mode. Right. And that you can put a little bit of a shorter time frame. Let me make let me at least make enough for these products because I love them and I'm going to buy them anyway. So set some smaller attainable goals and and get your partner's buy-in for those. Yeah, absolutely. And just like I said, get your partner's get his get his or her buy-in as far as what they need. What, yeah. what, what does this model need to show them? Um, and again, leading with what you're passionate about, not just the profit. Of course, you don't open a business not to make money. So that's kind of assumed. But talk to your significant other about the other things that are excited, uh, excitement for you in this business. Yeah, I love that. I always tell people if you can, another way to get their buy-in is go and earn a trip. Oh, go and yeah. earn a trip. Yes. I, I would say take them to an event. That is very powerful. Um, but it also is an extra expense. So if they're already kind of down that negative rabbit hole, now you're, you know, well, we got to fly to Salt Lake City. Like, Jesse didn't come to events with me for probably the first two years in the business. Yeah, but if I would have, it would have been a quicker buy-in. I agree. Yeah. I, I mean, agree. make a vacation out of it. Yeah, know. make it fun. You know, do if, you, if you've if you got kids, make it a little family trip, you know. And, I mean, putting your, your family in front of what you're going to see at your company events, like, that's never going to hurt anyone. Um but get them, get them on something. Get them to a trip. Again, that means you have to go earn the trips. means you have to go work your business. But that was the first real big deal for Jesse. I earned a trip four months in. And at first he was like, how did you earn yeah. a trip? Like you, you still work 50 hours at the gym. And I'm like, well, I just am plugging in and I'm doing what they're, they're coaching me to do. And he then he you know skepticism came back in. I think hmm. I've shared this before, but <laughs> I had never earned a trip. I'd been in a company for three years prior to this, never once earned a trip. And the next thing out of his mouth says, he says, well, how much is this really going to cost us? Because I used to earn trips at Bally's where he right. was the district manager. They were great trips. And yeah. they always tacked on something, that fine print. You, to bring a guest, it was like, yeah. That's what it yeah, was. It was like, yeah. And so then I'm like, no, this, I, it's all paid for, everything. And then I'm, in my mind, I'm going, oh, gosh, please be all paid for. Please don't be anything hidden. Please, because I've never earned a trip. And I'm like, I can't have this man be uh, right. It was so classy. And so then we get to the trip and it just, I could just see it in your place. eyes. Like yeah. just the, the, some of the, the walls coming down. Right, right. Yeah. I think they put cash in our hands for spending. They did. They, they're incredible. Yeah. And there's a reason that in six years of this company, I've earned every single incentive trip that they've offered except for one. And we just don't talk about that one. <laughs> um, but literally, I think we're up to like 10 or 11 trips in six years that they've paid for. Uh, yeah, and literally, if you didn't earn money from this company, but all the other things, like the trips and everything, oh, it, yeah. it, that that in itself oh, yeah. is just absolutely incredible. Well, and, last, and the relationships. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, and I think that's, that's it. Again, leading with what maybe your spouse can get on board with if yeah. it's not profit yet. Um, last question, if there is an unsupportive or a skeptical spouse willing to listen to this, Maybe you guys can share this with your person. What would you, as, as someone who's been in that position, what would you say to that person? So the, the person that is open to listening? 
open to listening to this, open to listening to you because you were them at one point. What yeah. would you say to them? As I would say to ask the questions that are on your heart. You know, and like I asked, I asked questions. You knew what my concerns yeah. uh, were, and I put them on the table. You know, um, but then also not just be narrow, narrowly focused. Ask your spouse or who, who's looking at me, like, hey, other than money, what else are you getting out of this? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So kind of, uh, kind of pick their brains. What, why this company? Yeah, I remember when we, you know, we have a team call every Monday night, and Jesse had overheard it or was listening or whatever. And after the call ended, he's like, I get it now. And I'm like, you get what? He said, I, I completely understand why you want to be on this team and be a part of this company because that type of mentorship and that 30 minutes of that call is not anything we get in our world today. Right. And right. that was, I think, one of the, the eye openers for you before there was money coming in. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you uh, for hopping on here. Yeah, I literally I just sprung this on him yeah. last minute. Hey, spouses, give me a call anytime. Yeah, Jesse's always willing, especially like for my team. He's like, let me talk to the spouse. They're not on board. Let me talk to them. So he has that story. And, you know, again, I think it's just having that mutual understanding, having the conversation, having the open communication. And that'll help you to be able to kind of gauge and, and dig a little bit deeper with that spouse. So thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you on Thursday. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to Level Up Your Life with Erica Dale. If you're loving this podcast, be sure to subscribe so you never miss any episodes. And of course, your five-star reviews are much appreciated. Be sure to check out whoisericadale.com for more free content and tips to help level you up.